0: Welcome, you're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back. Uh, In this 5-Minute Friday, I want to talk about energy, the fact that everything is energy, Whoops. Hold the phone. Now, I originally wanted this to be a five-minute Friday. Thought it was going to be really short, concise, but nope. I ended up being over 20 minutes, so I converted this to a regular podcast episode. So with that correction in place, here's the episode. Now, you may have heard me talk about in the past that I've had an interesting relationship with electrical devices. Uh, I can't wear a wristwatch because I drain the battery. Sometimes I walk into a room and the lights pulsate to my heartbeat. I once picked up my iPhone while in an agitated state and immediately erased all my contacts. And sometimes just picking up my phone, I'll randomly open apps or close the apps that are open. And in the 90s, I drove a car with a manual transmission. And every time I reached down to shift the gears, I would change the radio station as my hand waved in front of the the radio. And as far as my computer goes, I'm constantly plagued with little mishaps with my computer. I'm now on my, my third hard drive, actually. Uh, I've had a very good computer. And about a month ago, I was scheduled to be interviewed for another podcast, um, and I had such problems with my video. It, was, it would lock up and freeze, because and, we were doing it over uh, Zoom, and I finally had just to uh, give up on that. And I've yet to reschedule it because um, <laughs> I've continued to have issues with my computer. And there's nothing, you know, wrong that I can figure out. It's just been interacting with me. Uh, and then there was a collapse over the last week and a half. And I ended up having to buy a new computer. And I have someone attempting to uh, um, forensically retrieve All my data off my old dry hard drive. Now, this weird relationship with energy isn't new uh, and it isn't specific to just me. It is and has been a part of uh, most people's spiritual awakening at some point. They have, uh, uh, as they have a vibrational upgrade, a frequency upgrade, uh, their interaction with energy, electricity especially, begins to change. Now, for me, all this stuff with energy over the years has been uh, more amusing, interesting, rather than me taking it too seriously. Now, over the years, I have utilized it uh, as a facilitator or an energetic healer, working with different people. Um, I can project my energy to people that are thousands of miles away. But I have to admit, by and large, I have not made a concerted effort to master The manipulation of energy. I've kind of been a hobbyist at it. While a serious hobbyist, to be sure, I'm still a hobbyist. There's still a lot more I can do with it. There's a greater breadth and depth I can go, definitely, with this. And you as well. The stories I'm about to share are not to impress you, but to impress upon you the possibility of moving energy and utilizing energy to shift and change your environment as well as manifest those things that you want to manifest into your life. Well, about a month or a month and a half ago, I did a thing. We were had an impending thunderstorm moving in, a storm front that had projected uh, softball, golf ball size hail and it was headed right for our neighborhood. And I was telling my wife how I did not want to go through that. You know, she had just, we just had planted our garden. It was doing well. The hail would have ruined it. And after going through the Texas deep freeze in February, I just didn't want to go through that again. And so my wife just casually said, well, change it because I can change weather or I have influenced weather in the past. The first time it happened was in the early '90s when I was, uh, or had decided, to complete on an old relationship, and so I got this impetus to, to gather up all the memorabilia and take it to a secluded campsite area, a rustic campsite area, and I was just going to create a fire and systematically burn things in a ceremonial goodbye. And if I remember right, it was in late October in Michigan. And uh, as I left the house, I realized it was a lot colder than I thought it was. The temperature was dropping. So I stopped by the local uh, sporting goods store and bought a sweatshirt and a knife. I didn't have a knife and create a fire. I actually bought some matches too. I left the house totally unprepared. And this uh, rusty campsite was about 35, 40 minutes away. Well, by the time I arrived there, it was raining pretty hard, and I drive back into the campground, and nobody is there because it's off-season, and it's cold, and I back into a spot, and I start unloading my stuff, and a ranger pulls up to me and asks me what I'm doing, and I said something about practicing my fire building for the upcoming uh, hunting season. I'm not a, I'm not a hunter, and the rain is falling all around us, and he looks at me like, uh, okay. And the answer seemed plausible to him, so he just left me alone. And I start gathering up wood, and um, I just said, I wonder if I can get the rain to stop. I asked myself this question, and I kept thinking of the rain, pausing just long enough for me to do my little ceremony. Well, it continued to rain, and I am a practiced fire builder. I was a, a pretty good Boy Scout at one point in time and built a fire, got it going in the rain. And I created the semblance of a Native American uh, medicine wheel. I had the four corners, and once I set up my totems around the fire, it stopped raining. I thought, isn't that interesting? But, you know, 25 feet away was the edge of a pond, And I could see, while it wasn't raining where I was, the rain was still hitting the pond. And that was fascinating to me. Well, I went ahead and did my ceremony, and as soon as I put the fire out, I had a bucket, and I went and gathered water from the pond and put the fire out. It began raining again where I was. The next event was in um, 2004. There was a, a... tropical storm gathering up a, a force of a hurricane that was heading for the Carolinas. And I was watching the national weather and the, the weatherman said that uh, there was one option, you know, for this uh, storm, this hurricane that was developing it was almost at a fever pitch of a hurricane that it, at the last moment, there was a small possibility that it could turn and head north up the coastline and never make landfall. Well, I thought, well, Maybe I can be the critical difference that makes a difference here. So I sat down and meditated and focused on the storm, turning and turning up north along the coastline of the United States. And so I sat and meditated and I said something to myself that I am energy, I'm one with energy, the storm is energy, and I am sending my energy to shift the direction of the storm. And then I said it repeatedly, and then I settled into a deeper meditative state just with the feeling that it was done. Consider it done. And after about 20, 25 minutes, um, I was done. I felt complete. And uh, I turned the sound back up on the television, and it was less than 10 minutes later that the storm turned and went up the coastline. Now, you could argue that it was coincidence, but... I was there. I felt like I made a difference. Now I was also tapping into the other people, you know, as thought forms that were wishing that it would move forward or move up the coast. And I just added my energy to that body of thought form that was already there that I knew was already existent. While my wife knew about this story, I would tell it often and and kind of uh, brag about it. And, uh, We were about to get married. We'd been together for 10 years, and our wedding date was May 4th, 2019. And um, we kind of projected out that we'd like nice weather, but as it was coming up, it was nothing but rain in the DFW area. And it was projected to rain the whole day on our wedding day. And frankly, that just wouldn't do because our ceremony was outside. And my wife asked me, What are we going to do? I said, the only thing I know to do is to shift the weather. So on Thursday, I forecasted out that, sure, it could rain Friday night. It could even rain Saturday morning. But it was going to clear and be nice and sunny, beautiful the rest of the day. And then it could rain on Sunday again if it wanted to. Well, Friday night, the night of the rehearsal, it rained cats and dogs. Gusty wind, blustery. Uh, It was uh, scheduled to rain all night and into the next morning. And then they said that it should clear about 10 o'clock. And so it did. The sun came out, things dried off. It was absolutely beautiful. And my wife and I joked the whole time that we changed the weather. Well, on our honeymoon, we spent a couple days in a cabin in Fredericksburg, and uh, it had rained. It started raining a great deal. And uh, (laughs) we were scheduled to leave Fredericksburg and head down to San Antonio, And we had plans to hang out on the river walk down there, which is an outside activity. And again, watching the weather, it was scheduled to rain for the next three to five days. And I said to myself, well, it's going to rain. Let's uh, get everything out right now. I think now's the time for it to unleash all its fury, all its energy. And it was right after I made that statement, the rain just was a deluge. You could hear it on the roof. You could see it. You couldn't see more than 20 feet out the window. The rain was so coming down so hard. Well, we did have to check out. So we ended up having to drive in this rain. In fact, it did let up just long enough for me to load the car and then it started raining again. And it was raining so hard. I had to pull over uh, three or four times. It was so much weight on the car. That the car And the car was also hydroplaning from time to time because of the amount of rain on the road. And I wasn't going very fast. I had slowed down to about 35 miles an hour. Well, after about 45 minutes of that, we drove out of it. And we didn't see any more rain the rest of our honeymoon. Hmm. Completely different than what the, the newscaster had uh, projected, or the weather forecaster had projected. So back to this storm that was heading our way about a month ago, uh, she said, do your thing. So I basically, ca- <laughs> I guess you could say, I cast a spell around the house. I protected the house and in my arms, I just visualized the storm moving around us. You know, I'm not gonna stop it completely. So I just wanted to protect the area that we were in. So I kept move- motioning around the house, around our property, around our neighborhood. And uh, lo and behold, the weather—we never got the weather that they predicted. We got a little bit of rain, but never got the hail. The next day, um, I discovered that there were people on Facebook that were only two blocks away from us, holding pictures of the in their hand of golf ball and softball size hail. The hail, the worst of the weather, went completely around us. Well, since then. We've had rain forecasted, storms forecasted for our neighborhood. And uh, each time they've dissipated before it hits our area or moves completely around us. And my wife joked, said, you really laid down a spell that time of protection. And uh, she said, but my garden is kind of drying up. It could use some rain. So the next storm that was coming through, gusting uh, 60-mile-an-hour winds and potential hail, um, I said, well, it can rain here. We need the water, uh, but we don't want the nasty stuff. And we did get the rain, but we didn't get any of the strong winds or hail that was predicted, even though, again, there were reports in the area that other people around us did. I have a friend on this podcast, a listener, uh, Harmony. Uh, I think you'll appreciate this, the power of your intention. Uh, you have the power of God within you, and the universe is nothing but energy. And if everything is made of energy, then energy is everything. Nikola Tesla said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Quantum physicist Neil Bohr said this. He was a seminal uh, thinker in the whole field of quantum physics. Everything that we call real is made up of things that cannot be regarded as real. If quantum mechanics hasn't profoundly shocked you, you haven't understood it yet. And Bohr also said this. In quantum mechanics, an observation here and now changes in general the state Of the observed system. I consider the unpredictable change of the state by a single observation to be an abandonment of the idea of the isolation of the observer from the course of physical events outside himself. Put a little more simply, us being an observer or a participant in an event, in a physical event, just through our energy and frequency, we impact the outcome of the system or the event. Dr. Larry Dossey wrote in his book Healing Words uh, about the power of prayer and the number of tests, clinical double-blind tests, scientific tests as to the power of prayer showed that those people that were prayed for exhibited a 20 to 80% decrease in the amount of time it took to heal. They were up walking around, talking, uh, and being discharged faster at a faster rate than those that were not being prayed for. So what is a prayer? It is directed, intentional energy. It is an affirmation. Whether you call it a prayer, an affirmation, a spell, incantation, declaration, they are all the same. They focus intention. They focus thought and energy. Although in my estimation, prayer in general is you not yet accepting your divine power that God has placed in your hands. Jesus said all these things you can do and more. Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham, says that within us, we have the power that creates worlds. I was once asked in a workshop what I thought the limits of the mind were, the limits of our power. And without missing a beat, I said, The limits of your mind are only limited by the limits of your imagination. The ceiling of your potential is built. The moment you say, I can't, you get to say... And in the words of Henry Ford, think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Either way, you're right. If you think in unlimited terms, then you will be unlimited. Einstein said this, imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. When I was in my 30s, my early 30s, about 30 years ago, um. I got interested in Wicca, you know, the practice of creating spells and manipulating the material world with uh, otherworldly support. So with like many things uh, that I study or that I investigate, I took a deep dive in it. But I I quickly realized that the whole practice of spells and rituals and ceremony was uh, to focus your imagination, was to focus your intention so I put the Wicca stuff aside and realized that I didn't need the the ritual, the theatrics. All I needed was my word. I could simply declare it. And it would come to pass. Napoleon Hill said in his book, Think and Grow Rich, if you can conceive it and believe it, then you can achieve it. Well, as I'm speaking here, you know, I originally intended that this was going to be the five-minute Friday. But, uh, you know, we're up around 19 minutes and probably going to go a little bit more. Um, I have this realization just now as I'm speaking that uh, this is definitely an area that I need to delve more into. And like I said earlier, I've been a hobbyist in this area. I've been casual about my manipulation with energy. I've done it in passing. Yet lately, I've come across several people who are, are practiced using and manipulating their environment. Through their use of energy, their command of energy, and uh, I've been waking up with uh, energy programs, energy exercises going through my head. I know a lot about this. I've read a lot about it, but I have not been practicing it—not intentionally, not concertedly. And so, over the next few weeks, I'm going to make a practice for myself, I'm going to journal about it, and I will update you down the road, and I'll probably create a small course around it. Um, I could probably create a course now, but it wouldn't have integrity because I didn't do it. Like everything that I teach, I practice on myself, I've put into place in my life. And so I can't yet quite teach you about the dynamics of energy, moving energy, and using it to a greater degree in manifesting and I'm already a powerful manifester, but um, I'm re- right here in the moment as I'm talking to you, I'm realizing that I can up-level my game, and by, con- and, and by consequence, I can assist you in up-leveling your game too. So I am definitely going to share my journey uh, in just a few weeks. But in the meantime, you can definitely utilize the energy that you have at your command it, that you have available to wield. Just by focusing your intention and putting behind it the feeling that it it is inevitable, that it can be easy, and that any limits that come up in your mind are just that. There are limitations that you've conceived of. They aren't real. Remember, imagination is the power that encircles the earth, encircles worlds. So one way of doing this is start small. Don't go for the big stuff. Don't go for stuff that you've had resistance with in the past, you know, usually money or other things, relationships, maybe relationships have never worked out for you. Uh, So before you start with the big stuff, build momentum with some little stuff. Conjure up some, you know, phenomenal parking spots. Create the intention to, uh, generate some found money. You know, an extra five, 10, 20, 50 bucks. And just, you know, having no idea where it's going to come from. But just be expectant that it will show up. And just be curious about when might it show up. And won't it be a pleasant surprise when it does? And then forget about it. So just how much focus is required? How much is needed to generate energy to focus, uh, into a material event? And attract things on a vibratory level. Not very much, not very much at all. Just about, you know, a minute or two of focused, expectant thought. About three months ago, I was in Costco and I was wearing a a t shirt, a black t shirt with Holy Cow written across the chest. Now, this is a phrase from sportscaster Harry Carey. He was famous for always saying it Holy Cow, you know, in the exclamation about a a phenomenal play and, and such. But uh, there was a young girl who obviously didn't know Harry Carey uh, who referenced my shirt and said, Oh, you must love cows. You know, it is Texas, it's if it is Fort Worth. Uh, there are people that still are cattle ranchers. And she began talking about how much she loved cows. And uh, she says, you must really love cows in order to wear a shirt like that. And I tried to explain, well, I do like cows, but, you know, that's not what this phrase is about. This is a former sportscaster. And it just didn't resonate with her. Like she couldn't understand it because in her mind she was focused on cows and how cute they were and how adorable they were and how much personality each cow had. And I agreed with her. Now, understand, I've had this shirt for over a dozen years. And I can count on one hand the number of people that have referenced the shirt or said something out loud. And frankly, three of those references happened when I was in India, where they hold cows sacred. Someone just, as they're walking by, would say, holy cow. But again, less than five times. You know, someone has said something about it, and most of the time I forget I'm even wearing it. But after our little conversation, with my conversation with this little girl, a young, young girl, she was obviously like early 20s, at Costco, three more people referenced the shirt between the register and the exit. The guy that was standing in front of the air conditioners, the, the upgraded services that Costco offers near the exit across from the service desk, he said, holy cow. And then a woman at the service desk turned and said, oh, holy cow. The guy at the exit said, holy cow. So this might be a minor example, but it shows you the power of intention, the power of focused energy and how it begins drawing circumstances to your life. Immediately. And I say immediately because it does happen immediately unless you throw a doubt in there. The amount of doubt that you're carrying around an intention determines the speed at which it shows up in your life. So, okay, I think I've rambled on enough so far about this episode today, uh, but I definitely want to talk more about this, and will do so in more depth in the future. Uh, I absolutely love the idea. I love the, the, the vibe that is felt within me when I talk about it, and a lot of the things I talked about just flowed off the top of my head. But that's it for today. This is Daniel DeNovi, reminding you to be responsible for your energy, follow your bliss, and live the epic life.